I swear life is a roller coaster. Speeding in and out of lanes, I can't get pulled over. I speak reality like when an addict gets sober. Knowledge infinite, so my quest is never over. Hopping in and out of Range Rovers. Blowing my trees, yes, indeed, the type of situations I need. I love the breach, but I could never get with the greed. The car into your red guts, like when pussy bleed. How you expect life to grow? Yeah. Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to Jewel Talk. Jewel Talk. Jewel Talk. Jewel Talk. Jewel Talk. Jewel Talk. Spin number jewels, you heard? I be your host, Mason the Mike. I'm your host, Finesse Leo. That's a fact, guys. Welcome to episode 90. Man, welcome back. Episode 90, man. Yo, when I tell you guys, we, yo, we, we trying to step up our game, man. We really trying to do is we put in the work. We have a very special guest, man. Very, very special guest. I met I met this gentleman, you know, at the Susswin event, the uh, you know, one of the last Jewel Talk on the Streets episode we put out. And um, you know, I mean very I was very excited to meet him. That wasn't the first time I seen him. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. Definitely talk about it. I ain't the first time I seen him though. But man, I am very, very um, you know, it's a pleasure to have on the show, you know, a very special guest, man. You know, what I mean if you if you, you may know him, if you're a music head, you may know him. And if you don't know him, you will you better get to know him. You know what I'm saying? So I want to welcome Rod Raspy. How you doing today, brother? Yeah, what's good? What's going on? What's Yo, up, man? man? Welcome to the show. How you doing? That's a fact. Doing good, brother. Now, now when y'all guys say year, do you do y'all say it with a U or E? I know Brooklyn and Bronx got Yo, yo, ways. we say what they you. I say the Y you are. Yeah, okay. The U is from the the U's from the Bronx, the East from Brooklyn. So okay. it's okay. So got you, got so you. Y'all both aren't brothers, really. So it's okay. <laughs> nah, man, nah. That's my full blown brother, man. That's yeah, a fact. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in my head, I thought we was always doing it with the Y you are. Oh no, 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 Miles. I thought it was Y E. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's how I was no, doing. He called yo. Now he got us debated <laughs> off of that. Yeah. That's crazy. And pirates say yar. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. So yo, like I said, yo, thank you for coming through, man. We appreciate your time. Yo, definitely appreciate you coming through, man. Um, so I want to like really just. I want to really start it off from, like, get get your beginning, get your origin. You know what I mean? As I remember, you told me you are from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. You know yes. what I'm saying? You are from the Boogie Down. So yes. for, for us and our viewers, can you tell us, you know, what section what what section you from in the Bronx? And, like, can you describe your experience growing up in the Bronx? Yeah, I must have heard that I was from the Bronx because everything in this studio has a leash on it so no one can steal it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I am from... Uh, Grand Concourse, one eighty third. Got you. Yeah, I um I lived right next to a motel that housed crackheads and crack whores and mm. yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy. Um, if anyone wants to do their research, the building number is twenty two forty six. The only building that's ever been uh, condemned not livable, and then two months later livable again. So I'm guessing that means the landlord had to fuck somebody in order for him to get that uh, permit back up. But, Facts. Mm, okay. um, Facts, because that's yeah, crazy. That's fucking crazy. That, that's, that's basically what I'm from. But then I was, um, we moved out of there because it was just so crazy over there. Like, right. literally, I was like nine years old selling food stamps mm-hmm. um, to exchange for money. I don't know if y'all know how to do that, but... Here, let, let That's me. That's when te- they had this, the actual booklet. Yeah, when you had the actual yeah. stamps, yeah. you were able oh, to do that. No, now they don't no, have that no more. Yeah, exactly. Now you just got to talk to somebody. Yo, give me a hundred. I'll give you a hundred and twenty food stamps, yeah, and then yeah, be like, yeah, I right, swipe for you. you know what I'm saying? I swipe yeah, for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way we did it is we took the single food stamps, the dollar ones, and we went to stores and bought nickel gum. And then they have to give you ninety-five cents back in change. Facts. So that's how we was able to convert it to money. So. People in the building heard about it. They're like, yeah, can you do this for me? And I was like, yeah, 20%, sure, fine. And that's how I was making money at nine. Mm. But, um, Hustle spirit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, after uh, finding tons and tons of drug needles and, and crackheads in, in our school mm. uh, playground, my mom was like, yeah, you, we got to get out of here. So mm. I grew up on 238th Street with all the Jamaicans, the odd minds. Shout Facts. out to you. To, uh, Kingston Bakery, that was, that's my favorite shit. I be putting everybody onto that. Like, yo, if you want real beef fatties, go to Kingston Bakery. <laughs> so, yo, that, man, that's it. a crazy, yo, because I ain't gonna lie, man. Church Ave, man. You go to Church Ave in Brooklyn. That's what I'm saying. That's a hard one, man. Yeah, you know, nah, Jamaica's, nah. My, 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 my girl's from Brooklyn, and I had to convince her that this is a better, you know, spot. Got now you. she's like, you know what? 
I'm not gonna lie to this. <laughs> he but said yeah. the, the Bronx the got the better Jamaicans. Yeah, it's little Jamaica. You know what you expect, man. From yeah. from from Gun Hill Road all the way up Mount Vernon Back, or Burning Vernon or Mount Virus, whichever one y'all want to call it. Hell yeah. Nothing but Jamaicans there. That's a fact. I've been I've been to Jerome Avenue. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a fact. Well, no, Jerome Avenue is meet a meet a land. Meet meet a meet a land. Yeah, Yo, when I was like no. when I used to work out like. I used to work on Dyer Avenue and Boston Road, right? There. See, that's little Jamaica. Okay, that's, that's what I'm different. saying. And like two, um, I just know Jerome. Like I said, I ain't, I ain't from the Jerome is yeah, all the way. When, it runs you, mad far. You go that's from it runs mad far. Reggae right. to salsa in like three minutes when mm -hmm. you cross past Hell that. Yeah, so yeah. Man. Hell yeah! So shout out to the BX man. Yes. So so it, um, okay. is that so what is that con um so one one eighty third and Grand Concourse is that considered like South Bronx or like what is um that would that would be the South Bronx South Bronx and yeah. then so two so then you move to two thirty four which is two two thirty eight which is two thirty eight sorry yeah Neary. Uh, I mean it was two thirty eight then it became Neary. it was some bullshit whatever but yeah that's where I'm from so I'm born in one eighty third spent most of my horrible childhood in one eighty third and then I went over to two thirty eight so that's basically the Bronx I've lived everywhere honestly in New gotcha. York City and stuff so okay. nothing like the Bronx though hell yeah man shout out to the BX the Mecca that's, that is the method. You know what I mean? So, you you know what I mean? I I wanted to get into because, um, I seen in um I seen in one of your interviews that uh you talked about you know coming up like like talking about school you know you so you went to arts and design in Manhattan correct? Yes. And you went with um Jay Mills. You know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. So yeah. shout out like, to Jay Mills. You and him are the same age. Um, in the same grade? I know. I I'm I think I'm a little younger. You're a little younger? Yeah. I, I uh graduated. Um, high school at fifteen. Oh, you graduated early. Graduated high yeah. school. Well, well, let me rephrase oh, that. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. I got kicked out of high school as a senior at fifteen, and mm. then um, learned about computers and how to doctor up my own high school diploma. Mm. So I graduated high school at fifteen. Okay. Yo, he's really been finessing, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's wild. That's, that's wild. wild, right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't touch a computer now, though. But we're not going to talk about that. But got anyway, you. got you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, did that, um. I also know that's where you like develop your, your um your one of your I guess your first moniker, I believe you came up with schizo. It was by um you know in school you know what I mean you was known for like you know being like hilarious and um making funny movie voices like you was doing for us. Yeah, earlier. yeah. Like the whole so, narration. So and usually when I because I was going to school for um for art and in animation which I'm still gonna do. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, every time I drew a character, I had a voice for the character so mm -hmm. it was just like you know you you want some schizo i don't know if you can curse on here no you can curse okay you want some schizo shit motherfucker fucking shit fuck <laughs> anyway yeah, i just wanted to get that out the way yeah. um so yeah uh so it just it went from there but the thing about it is um music wise i didn't know to use that name um until we'll get into it if you're trying to do it chronologically because mm -hmm. uh, a certain artist who had the same name as me, mm -hmm. told me, why the fuck are you using this name if it doesn't make sense? So I was just like, all right, cool. Mm. So you had, to, you had to, like, kind of switch it up? Like, I, I mean, I, I made sense because, like, cause, all right, so so after high school, I um was like, okay, what what am I going to do? Because now I'm kicked out. Whatever, uh, whatever, you know, degree, not even degree, whatever scholarship that I had is mm -hmm. gone because mm -hmm. I got kicked out. So yeah. what am I going to do? So I met this guy named Umar who worked at Def Jam as Street Team and he just put mm -hmm. me on. And then they were just like, yo. What well, year is this? This was 2000... 2001? This was 99? 99. Okay, this was 99. So, um... What happened is he was just like, yo, you got to call yourself something. You can't just call your regular name. And I was just like, you're right. So... How about, you know, I'd be doing crazy things, you know, ridiculous. Uh, how about ludicrous? So mm. that was my name. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. I do remember so, you bringing that up in the interview. Fact. So, Hell yeah. So what happened That's is. crazy. He was, he might have been like, this is like, and this is like kind of right before he broke out with, with I had to, I had album. to, I had to promote his album. Oh, you had to. Yeah. So, so you, they, you so they literally, they literally uh, put me on. It was like, yo, this is going to be hilarious. I want you to go do this with Rob Love. Rob was like, I want you to go promote this and be on the, with these people. And I was just like, who the fuck is this guy named Ludacris? What the fuck? Mm -hmm. So I made sure of it. And that's when I met, like, Big Shaka and, and well, Shaka and Big Chef. Sorry about that. Um, 
And then when we was at Hammerstein Ballroom, mm-hmm. I'll never forget this shit. Yeah. This is when I used to drink. And me and, and this dude Ludacris was just drinking together, and we're in the back, and he just like, yo, like, what's your name? And I said, my name Ludacris. He said, no, my name Ludacris, motherfucker. And I'm just like, well, like, what you mean? Like, what, can't be too? He said, no, can't be too. He's like, what's your real name? And I told him my real name. He said, well, my name is Chris Bridges, okay? Luda Chris. Where's your name with the Chris? Okay, mm-hmm. it don't make sense. He's like, so what else do people call you? I was like, well, in school they call me Schizo. He's like, keep that name then. Okay, that's what mm-hmm. Schizo. So I just stuck to Schizo. Yeah. Hey man, what's <laughs> up? Say it can only be one, man. It can only be one. Yeah, yeah. So, that's a fact. No, nah, but to, shout out to them because I honestly. Like, they invited me to come to Atlanta and be mm. out there and be with Disturbing the Peace. And, oh, wow, and wow. yeah, I always think in my mind, like, shit, like, imagine if I would have went down there and did that. Like, what, where I could have been at right. with stuff like that. But, that's a fact. Been fucking with t- uh, Titty Boy and all that yeah. shit. That's yeah, no, fact. Titty Boy, no, no, that's the thing about oh, yeah. it. That, what was crazy is I, I was still always cool with Titty Boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I still call him Titty Boy to this day every time Hell, I see yeah. him. If y'all don't know, that's two chains. Yeah, y'all yeah. Don't know, so yeah, Titty Boys and Dollar. Shout out to both of them. Dollar mm-hmm. is actually my dude too. I play a circle. Facts, facts, facts. Yep. Hell yeah, bro. So and a little fate, fate Wilson, yeah, little which fate. which I find out his is his cousin. Mm. Um, when they had Luda Day weekend, I went out there all the time. I loved Luda Day weekend. They don't do that no more, which right. is sad. But um, yeah, it was fun when you went to the White House Mansion party. It was just like, it was crazy. You just got all these. Women, bikinis, twerking. Like, like Uncle Luke was about to pop out. Mm-hmm. That type of vibe. ATL, so. man. Yeah. ATL, that's a fact. So, you know, getting back. Getting back, um, you know I mean? Just getting back into, like, uh, uh, you know, talking about where you're from and everything in the Bronx. Um, I just wanted a little quick, uh, a little side question uh, about the Bronx. Like, so... I want to know how do you feel about the direction that's um, coming out of the Bronx, specifically uh, Bronx Drill. Like, how do you feel about it? Um, it, it's just gangster rap, but with a new name. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it, I, I hyper it's, hyper gangster rap. I don't, I don't think it's think it's. It's hyper. Rap. Yeah, it is gangster rap. If, if, but when I say tell me one it, song that doesn't talk about guns nah, in, nah, in drill when rap. I say, when I say that, it's or, like it's or ops. just about like just straight murder and like you seen yeah it's all about yeah i've seen them just make a dance video for just killing each other but that's what i'm trying to tell you that's what i mean it's like that's the new age gangster rap Mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 cool that y'all want to come out with your own quote-unquote sound but it's not really your own sound it's just Mm. it's just more rugged than what you really hear when it comes to drill you know yeah and and as a producer as well like i kind of try to not get into drill Mm mm-hmm like, you know, there's people that ask me, yo, let me get a drill beat, let me get a drill beat. And, and like, I mean, unless you pay me an astounding amount of money, like, like you know, and I have to say astounding because I like absolute outstanding. It's a mixture of a word together because it has to be, because you're not going to go platinum. Mm. You're, you're not gonna. The long, it's no longevity. No longevity. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's no not gonna play two, three years from now. It's, it's a gonna trend. be. It's, a trend. it's gonna be three, six months. It's gonna be dead out soon. So, yeah. And I don't, I don't really want that. Like all these, all these, all the artists and producers that be doing drill, they be like, yeah, well, I got this many views on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, where's your plaque? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I got. YouTube plays is cool, but where's the sales and the real spins? Y'all was on the radio? Were y'all on top billboard? Like, any of that? That's what's really important. Wow. That longevity. Can I? Am I going to hear your song five years from now? Is, mother, <clears throat> is motherfuckers going to get sturdy five years from now? That's what I really <laughs> want to say. Like, are y'all going to be doing that? No. Yeah, the kids. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just yeah, like that's this. A fact. That's a fact. Like, I would love to see y'all old men at the fucking concert getting sturdy. Bro. <laughs> like, yep. I would love to see that. It's yeah, not going to happen. Bro, so I'm getting tired of the drill music. I'm not even going to hold you. I'm getting and, tired of it. And that's crazy that you 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 hit, you kind of hit something that I, I was about to ask you, a follow-up. You know, why do you think that drill music has such a heavy influence on NYC? Why but are it, we adopting that because because we just we want to find our own sound and and so far like everyone's doing it and it's like this is something new but it's not it's because not. we got it from london 
Mm-hmm. And then we like just the, brought it here in like Chicago that, yeah. shit with yeah. the yeah. London. Exactly. Like like right now, New York City is kind of losing when it comes to originality. Yes. No. Thank you. And it, I've been saying that. Yeah. Right time. now, Thank right you. now, New Orleans is winning. Like right now, this like the South South is winning. Like mm-hmm. in that area, like like Chicago, like Atlanta is, is it had its time, but like now it's just y'all doing this drill shit. And now y'all doing Jersey. Um, yeah, I was calling even Jersey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They taking over. Like we like, take, like, we trying to like jack the, Jersey shit. Yeah, that's the, the thing about shit. it. And and then that's it's not y'all sound like because then New York dudes are like we know like Jersey, but y'all want to take the y'all want to take tap, that shit. Tap, as, tap, as soon as as soon as this dude you know did. His his numbers on it, little Uzi Vert. Now now everyone's like, oh, this is cool now, you know, and you want to do that. Yeah. You know, um, what what's crazy is that um, Drake and Beyonce were onto something with the club stuff, because in a few months or years, it's gonna get into that vibe. Yeah. If you listen to the speed, but because because music is like a carousel, it it mm. rotates and repeats. But just in different forms, forms like yeah. carousels. Remember, a carousel does the same movement, but they only just change the looks of the pieces that you sit on. Mm-hmm. So this year it could be horses, next year it could be camels, and the year after that it can be donkeys. It's still doing the same fucking that's a movement. Good analogy. Yeah. That's so right, it's that's just that's just basically what it is. So if, if if y'all want to be different, then just. You know, look at the void that needs to be filled and take that. For new, I've been saying that for the longest, bro. And that's what I feel. I've been telling because I'm like, yo, New York, we need to get our identity back. That's why. We need um, to get our identity back. What's his name? Contra? Is that the name of that group? Contra? But You know what I'm talking about? The, the guy, the, the, the group of four dudes. Mm. It's called Contra something. Hold on, I, I'm gonna get them. They, they, they underground facts. right now. Well, not really, because they're, really they're, they're doing really good. Doing really good, got really you. Good. I never they're, heard of them. They're on they're tour. Really huh? Close Contra. There we go. Close Contra. Mm-hmm. Yo, please, when y'all get a chance, listen. Got gotcha. it, It's, it's. I'm, they're bringing back that group rap. Like, you know, or some lock shit. Like not even that. locks. Not even locks. We're talking about like back, like '80s, '90s mm. type shit, like. Like if 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 Wu Tang was in their young twenties again, got you. But it's just it, they're bringing that back, and it's just bringing that energy, energy. And, and that's what's missing. Cause now everyone thinks they could fucking sing auto tune, and they can't. Cause like when you get the live mic, y'all sound like happy birthday singers, mm-hmm. or y'all want to go ahead and do you know the drill stuff and yeah. get sturdy and all the stuff. But y'all not bringing that energy and that message and the energy. Like there's no more punchlines anymore. A punchline is is not you know I'm gonna hit your top, I'm gonna make it pop like that's not a punchline. I want to hear some clever shit like earlier like while driving over here like I listen to Pusha T's I, first I listen to Metro Boomin right because I, I that's what I like to do I like to just freshly just hear albums and see what's going on. I listen to Metro Boomin's thing and it's just like I right, the beats is cool on here it's cool and I fuck with Twenty One Savage. But, like, I can't really listen to this because I'm, like, trying to listen, and it's just, like, I really don't hear the punchline. Then I hear Pusha T, and I'm just like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. I don't make that you make that scrunch, face, that yeah, stink yeah. face. That stink. Like, I just mm-hmm. walked in this shit, like, that mm-hmm. face. But, and that's what's needed, that that excitement, that, that movement of power. Like, don't let us producers make the artist like yeah. make it be a balance yeah. bro yo i've been saying that for the, the longest i'm like yo these drill rappers the way, and a lot of the producers the and i mean a lot of artists in new york they're carried by the producer yes. if it wasn't for the producer they wouldn't be shit yeah. that's wholeheartedly i, I guarantee you if i've because you gotta look like this if ice spiced look like young ma mm. she wouldn't sell hell no Hell no. Let me rephrase that. If Ice Spice rapped like Ice Spice and looked like Young Ma, she would not sell because the beats are, her her looks and her beats is what's saving her. Saving her. Hell yeah. And that's that's the thing about it. It's just finding that voice and that excitement in music now is just, that's the thing that needs to be done. And I mean, I'm trying to do the best that I can. Not even trying. I am doing what I can to bring that part of New York out into this hip hop. Hell yeah. And um, as a producer, I'm looking for artists that are looking to do that as well. And it's mm-hmm. just not that easy. So Bro. it's just... So do you think it's just a lack of talent or just... Well, I mean, this year I'm going to I'm gonna do something. I'm, I've been talking to Sway about it. I'm going to mm-hmm. do like kind of like American Ninja, but the 
music version mm-hmm. of where we're going to literally find like good talent like artist and producer okay. where we can mend together and like really save this because I was watching something um, last week and it was saying about how hip hop is dying, like really nice. dying, not yeah. Nas dying, but really dying. He said, well, Nas, Nas said it back in 04, 05, hip hop yeah, was dead. Yeah, because everything's you know I mean? being split into different genres. And it's yeah. cool though, because it's like, lets people know like, all right, this is what I'm picking, this is what I'm picking, I'm picking. But nowadays with the world of technology, you can like, you know, you can record your own stuff in the crib and you put it out, but then... There's so much material coming out. There's no longevities anymore. No, there's no, the there's no staying power. Is, um, it's short. It's so short like you said, like people can't digest music. Don't digest music you at the same rate. get that feeling of when you everything is pumping dump. Song and pow- First off, the lyrics used to just have you moving. You used to listen to an album for a straight yeah, year. Straight year. You remember straight you listened to an album for a straight year? Repeat, yeah. Back to back to back to back mm-hmm. to back. And it hits different each time. It hits yeah. different. See, that's the thing about it. But now, like, it, is these artists, they just got to, like, start dropping, like, every three or four months, which is crazy because it's just, like, you know, will people remember you and stuff like that. That's why, like, with albums, what I do it, I like to I like to drop twice a year. Mm-hmm. And um, one would be, like, here's an appetizer, and the other one is just, like, a huge entree. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to visuals, I'll, like, you know, work on it diligently because I, I don't like doing visuals that look like what everyone else does. I want to do some unique different shit that just makes you say oh my god like what the fuck where where can i find this because mm-hmm. like i'm looking at my thing and i and i see like my spins but i get more shazams than i get spins and i mm-hmm. love that because that means that people are using that device to find out who the hell i am Facts. and that's good i want that i want the new discoveries i don't want you know i, I like the fans that i have now but i want new discoveries of like yeah. wow like what is this like i put my phone up and listen so you know you just gotta really you know bring uh kind of quality not quantity if you want to be a great artist but then you also have to keep up with the times of everyone being so fast food music mm-hmm. i make you know i make oven music mm-hmm. i don't make fast food i don't make microwave no, that's a fact so that's just basically what it is i feel that I, I, I like how you i like how you said that um this brings us to like we wanted to talk about like your music journey right mm-hmm. so we know that you play many instruments. For example, like the piano, drums, the bass guitar, mm. and uh, the trumpet. Yeah. Uh, what created the start of your musical talent? Um, my pops was a huge musician. He played a lot of instruments, and I guess being around that, I kind of picked it up subconsciously, but not knowing. Because, like, I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to draw and do all this stuff. But I know my pops used to just have music all around and, and things. Um, mm. And it's funny because I was talking to my daughter yesterday, and now she's looking to be an animator. So I was like, oh, look, it's me. Um, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It, it, it came to a point where I was, like, working on a computer, and my brother took over the computer so he could masturbate to it. <laughs> and be on AIM talking to girls mm-hmm. and then all the like, all the projects that I had animation on that computer yeah. was erased because he needed more space mm-hmm. to download more porn mm-hmm. so I was just like alright cool this is what you want to do fine I'm going to take your piano and I'm going to learn the piano and I'm going to be better than you in the piano mm-hmm. and etc cetera, etc cetera. and um, back then there used to be a, a, a chat line called the uh, Brooklyn Raven <laughs> and you'd be on it and stuff and yeah. And um, everybody would challenge me, like, yo, learn how to play this, learn how to play this. So All I would, on the piano. Yeah, so I would teach myself, and then it just came from there. I started hearing music in my head, and that's when I started creating my own. So, oh. so you said, and you said the piano was the first. That was the first one? Yeah, that was the first, first one. First one, and then, then drums. Then, 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 actually, no, 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 rewind. The first one was a saxophone. Wow. Okay, saxophone. That's what's up, yeah. man. Jazz. Yeah, because I wanted to, you know, ladies love the sax. So I was like, Hell yeah, that but, shit's smooth. But that shit fucking kills your your whole cheeks and all that. So I I was like, oh, no. Yeah. So then I started learning the trumpet. So I I know how to do the trumpet. I'm a little rusty in the trumpet. That's mm-hmm. why I say that last. But you give me like about a week, I'll get back into it. But um, but yeah, the piano was my favorite one. Gotcha. And then and then the guitar came, drums and all that and everything. Bro, just fell into it. The bass guitar, I yo, I, I always wanted to learn how to play that because um, that's the easiest thing to really, learn, bro. I had yo, Mike, you don't have to do chords. It's just about slides. It's just knowing about where the placement is, 
and you know it, it's all about the vibrato the vibration of the of the bass that you want to go with it and mm. just switching it's more about speed when it comes to a bass guitar versus mm. a guitar where it's about speed and chords and and uh finger progressions yeah. and stuff so wow so how long did it take you to learn like each of the instruments yeah how long once you learn how to music is like a language it's a universal one so once you learn it it's it's over that's mm -hmm. it you just got to learn exactly what each instrument how they speak mm -hmm. and that's it so once i learned the piano and learned scales and then to have perfect pitch and hear stuff in my head and i know like what mm -hmm. sounds of what note mm -hmm. it's the same thing once i picked up an instrument so i was just like oh okay cool. you read and write music still no i don't i don't read, i don't know how to read or write music wow okay, i play okay. by ear Okay. Got you. Okay, yeah. okay. I got was just you. about to ask you that because it's like that's you, a fact. You used to play instruments yo, back then too. Yo, used to yo, play, used to play, I, I was a trombone, trombone, and then they they was I, playing I, I trombone, trombone too, but switched to French horn. Yeah, so I was playing. Shit like that. I learned how to play the trombone first. And but you played, played by horn. reading, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the regular. So, way ima school, so imagine right? like just knowing the note transition in your head, and then you just know that the valve that you press is that note. So it's just just the same thing. So I don't have to read the note you to know by sound. Yeah, exactly. Sound like, oh, exactly. This note, this this um. Yeah, so, sounds like so this, if you uh, if you have, let me see. I'm guessing the trombone is still the three finger. No, uh, the trombone is slide. Trombone is yeah, slide. slide. Okay, yeah. The, if you play the tuba, the French horn. French horn is the three, three finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was about yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, okay, so so you already know that there's certain valves that have C keys and yes. it, like yeah. it's it's like I think it's C. I don't e remember the notes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, don't I can't. Know. I can't. Well, I just remember I, when I had yes. to do like higher pitch notes or low pitch notes. Yeah. So the depend, depending on the strength of breath that you have, mm -hmm. and and each note valve is where you change it at. So it's just that's what you have to do. Once you learn that, and then you just learn. Okay, this is what gets this note. This is what gets this note, and then it just falls into play. Mm -hmm. Yours is different. It's kind of the same thing, except yours just has to go in a scale. Mm -hmm. So you just gotta learn the the dynamics of the instrument, and then everything falls in. The best thing to do is if you're trying to learn an instrument, is just to learn the notes. Mm. If you learn what the notes sound like and you get that in your head and you and you develop perfect pitch, mm -hmm. everything else falls into play. Gotcha. Wow, gotcha. man. So what, did you, um, and and you said what, can you can you just tell me again what age did you first, like, first start playing with uh, the piano? Because you said that was your first, what age was that again? 12, 13, 12. Okay. 13, yeah, 13. So super duper early. Yeah. And you just picked it up and just like fell in love. Yeah, I just, well, it wasn't about falling in love. I was just doing it out of spite. spite. I was like, fuck my brother, yeah, I'm going to learn how to do it, you know? Because yeah, right, right. he took the computer. Yeah, to, to watch porn and jerk <laughs> off. <laughs> so, yo, man, that's, yo, love, yo, that story is crazy. That's yeah. a fact. So, I, I want to, so I want to talk into, you know, getting more into your musical journey. So how, how, what's the age between you guys? Oh, triplets. With triplets. 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 What, what the fuck's the third one? Uh, I told, he, oh, uh, yo, he wasn't, yo, he's supposed to come, supposed but to he come. had a little family emergency with his daughter and everything, yeah. so he wasn't able to make it. Oh, okay. Well, he's here by spirit. Though. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shout out, yo, shout out to Louis for him, man. Yeah, shout facts. out to Big Louis, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Always here, man. Always with us, man. Shout out to my heart, man. Okay. Facts. So. You know what I mean? Like, so we want to, so I want to get more into your, your, your journey, more in depth. So, all right, boom. So you started playing instruments, you know what I mean? You, at 12, 13, and you know, you, you, you got sharp and you kept getting sharper and sharper. So like, I, I'm jumping, I'm going to jump and then come back a little bit. You know what I mean? So, um, I want to ask you like, um, you know, when I met you at the Susquehanna event, you told me that your first big record was Get Em Girls mm -hmm. by Cameron. Mm -hmm. So, and that was like the first beat you ever sold. So mm -hmm. how, so how did you, um, initially start making beats? You know what I mean? Um, so before I was making beats, I was doing battle rapping and, um, I used to do like the double XL, double XL blaze battles. And then they wow. used to have this thing called battle wetlands. They used I didn't to even have, know double XL did that type of thing. Yeah. yeah back crazy. in the days. And then they used to have uh wetlands battles. I'm literally like 14, 15 going to these battle things. Facts. And young and stuff. Young. So, um, and then it's all like, and this is all around. You said like, like ninety nine, oh one, oh two, like around. Probably, those, probably, those years? yeah, probably around that time, like ninety, ninety eight, ninety nine. I was, I was always into music, That's no true. matter what. Even though I was still doing the drawing thing, I was always into music. Facts. But um, um, when I was on a street team, mm -hmm. and I met Rob. Rob was like, "Yo, like Rob Love." Yeah, Rob Love, mm -hmm. and he was just like, "Yo, I got this guy." Uh, Joe Buttons, I'm signing to Spit Records. Mm. I was like, oh, maybe I can play you some beats. Because I was always fooling around with music. 
Mm. And um, I remember I put all my beats on a tape deck. I put it on a tape and I played it in the tape. And I had to fast forward to get to another beat. Fast forward to get to another beat. And he was just like, Oh, the actual cassette tape? Yeah. yeah. That's oh, crazy. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, that's okay. crazy. So, cause, yeah. cause was he on the CD I, or the floppy I disc? Couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't afford a CD. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Time. So wow. I, had to, I had to literally record tape to tape. And was, on some DJ shit. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, shit. yeah, it Facts. was crazy. But um, he would hear it and he would be like, I can hear the potential you got, man. I can hear it in, you know. Because I, I had, like, literally, I had a, a Yamaha piano. It was some something where you could, like, record and you could make beats. and No quantized, nothing. It was so fucking raw. But um, people were able to hear, you know, the potential that I had when it came to beats. Um, oh, my fault. Wait, what's, what's going on here? Oh, just the timer. Back? All right, we back. Yeah, you good, brother. Okay. Continue. Um, so it was um, I don't know. It was all trial and error because I just had to develop more and develop more and develop more. My mom bought me an MPC because she saw mm. that I was into it. Okay. I was just about to get that yeah, get into crazy. that. Like, yeah. see, you're perfect. Like, I want to ask you, what is the equipment you used when you first started? Fact. Yeah. So my so mom, my nerves out there. All my nerves. My, I want to. My know mom this. was seeing that I was struggling because before then I was dealing with this guy named Mike Thomas who was a sleaze bag. Mm. Sleaze dirt bag. Mm. Yeah, I, I, if you hear me, Mike, you are a sleaze dirt bag. He said, "Fuck you, buddy." But but <laughs> it, it it takes guys like you to harden people like me. So thank you for being a sleaze dirt bag. Build build character within you. Yeah, because um he signed me to a deal that was like a locking deal hmm. where I would have been signed to him. Now to this day. Oh man, um, yo, he try to take everything. Bro. The only part that went well, which by the way, all you artists, there's a thing called Volunteer Lawyer of the Arts. Please, if you cannot afford a lawyer, go there because they will help you. Because the lawyer that they gave me, which is named Phil Thompson, shout out to you. Shout out to Phil Thompson. See, this is names I'll never forget. Um, he was like, "How old were you when you signed this contract?" I said, 14. He's like, ah, "Hold on," <laughs> and he uh, he wrote this thing down. And said, "Give this to this guy," and he gave it to I gave it to Mike, and Mike was like, "Fuck you," because I signed a contract when I was underage. Yeah, you're yeah, a child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're a child. Right. So I, that's what got me out the contract. And I remember because before when I signed the contract, he gave me all this equipment, and I'm like, "Oh my god, all this equipment!" Nah, nah. Mm-hmm. And then when he when I got out of the contract, he came back and took all the equipment. Wow. Mm-hmm. But um. I like hid two things. I hid this. Um, it was a small Korg sampler thing that not mm-hmm. even a sampler. It was a. It's like a little. It's like it looked like a car radio, nice. and it just had Korg sounds in it. And then the. Um, it was this module that Timbaland used. It was called a Proteus. I'll never forget that. Mm. A lot of the songs that Timbaland made was off the Proteus, and he used just the sample bank mm. and sampled that and made the beats out of it, like Nas songs. Songs with Aaliyah, off the Proteus. So if anybody wants to, to you know, mimic that vintage Timberland sound, get the Proteus 2000. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that he used. Um, and that's the person that made me want to make beats, by the way, which was mm, Timberland. Timberland, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, my mom bought me an NPC because she felt bad, but back then it was $1,500. So she was like, oh, my God, I, but I'm going to get it anyway. Mm-hmm. So she yeah, got mom it. Mama Duke, shout out. Yeah, shout out to Mama No, I got it tattooed on my arm, which is, mm-hmm. this is the MP right here. It's official. Yeah, so. That's hard, man. I like that. That's yeah. hard. But, um, yeah, that was it. And um, once I got that, I started doing, like, yeah, let me get into it now. Now I'm going to start shopping beats. Like, right, I had a CD thing, and I was just doing that. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, there was a – I'm supposed to do an interview with Big Face Gary about this, so mm-hmm. I, I won't shout mention out Big that. Fig- shout out Drink Champs, facts. Yeah, well, no, he's not with Drink Champs. Big Face Gary? Big Face Gary was an A&R over at Rockefeller. Yeah, was he? He be on um... – no, I'm thinking my fault. You know who I'm thinking of? Sonny, yeah. um, Sonny something. That Davey looking like, he, he looked like him. My yeah. fault. Wrong show. So, Shout yeah, Big Face Gary. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Big Face Gary was an A&R over at Rockefeller. And um, he was the one that told me to bring sample beats. And I brought a sample beat. I brought a CD with samples in it. And I played it for Young Guns. I have this mm. footage. It's on my this DVD that I came out with, which is a whole other story about some. He's in the DVD game too. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. what I. Oh, <laughs> There's so much things I got to talk about. I can't wait to put this book out later. Oh, okay. I'm, a, I'm putting a book out in like ten years. I'm not okay. doing it now. I'm not yeah, done yeah. yet. I feel There's you. So much things to do in life. Life before I go ahead life. and put this book out. Real but um, that's amazing actually. Yeah, so I came out with the with the CD and. Let's just say a, a particular popular artist 
and a particular popular DJ mm -hmm. stole my sample, remade it, and put it out. Oh, wow. And then I was just like, fuck. And then I came up to him, and he was just like, that's what you get for using samples. I'm like, motherfucker, you told me to use samples. So I put up another, I made another beat CD, and I'm playing it. Um, I'm walking in Rockefeller, like, because I don't even feel like playing it for nobody, because I'm just mm -hmm. like, you guys now are you fucking some secret shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and J.R. Ryder bumps it to me, and he thinks Ooh. I'm this DJ um, that I used to hang out with, um, which is called DJ Hits. Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm not DJ, I'm a producer. He's like, oh, you're a producer? All right, come with me. So we walked over to the Dipset side, because on the 29th floor of Def Jam, mm -hmm. they had Murder Inc. Shout out to them, because I, I used to work with them. I used to do two-way alerts and all that. Mm -hmm. okay. And then around the corner was Dipset. And then uh, DMX had his bloodline right there. Yeah, facts. And then they had a separate that. door where they had Rockefeller Records. And I heard that, I heard that um that Rockefeller door like I was watching um um Jim and Mano on Joe Budden podcast, mm -hmm. and they were saying like yo that Rockefeller door was hella hard to get into. Yes, like, if you got into it, you was it was an accomplishment. It was no, really it was hard because you just. And banging and stuff like that, and then mm -hmm. wait for somebody to go. There was this guy named uh, John.com, mm. and I'll have to wait for him to open the door and shit like that to get it because you definitely needed a key card in order to get into Rockefeller. Got you. Because they had a separate thing. Same thing with, with Murder Inc. Dipset thing was open. Dipset, and even Tina Davis had an office on the corner. And yes, that's another thing. Like, Tina Davis brought Chris Brown and all. I, I, I told you, I got stories for days. Facts. Hell um, yeah, man. We, bring them on. Bring them on. But, but so so what happened is, Jay Ryder brought me over to Dipset uh, mm -hmm. side, and I met Duke the God. Shout out Duke the God, yes. man. Shout out Duke the God. And Duke the God was like, yo, um, let me hear what you got. And the first beat I played was Get Em Girls. Mm. And then Jay Ryder was like, yo, I need that, I need that, I need that. That was supposed that. to be an intro. That was supposed to be yeah, an intro. Yeah, the intro to it my. A, yeah. It was supposed to be an intro for JR? No, it was supposed to be an intro for my beat tape. I oh, made a beat, beat tape. tape. Okay. And I treated it like an album and got I you. made that the intro. Got you, got you. And then, um, and then Jay Wright was like, I'm going to take that. And I'm thinking, like, oh shit, like, you're going to take my beat? Sure. All right, great. Um, and then I think two days later, dude, the guy called me and said, yo, I need you to come back in the office. I'm like, oh, what the fuck happened? What happened? Like, no, just come in the office. I was like, all right, cool. So I come in there, and he's like, yo, can can you just go in that room real quick? And I go in the room, and it's Cam. And he's like, yo, um, you made this beat, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, well, you know, I want it for my, my project. Um, how much you want? And in my mind, I'm just like, fuck, this is the first time I've ever sold a beat. Mm -hmm. uh, Shit, I'm in Def Jam. 2000. And he, he laughed. <laughs> And he's like, yo, I'm going to give you 3500 I was like, what? Um, not knowing. Not knowing that people get more than that. Yeah. <laughs> more <for> that. <laughs> a, that people get more than that. And B, the story behind that is that J.R. Ryder and Jim Jones was fighting over that beat. Mm. And Cam said, well, you know what? I'm going to take this. The, yeah, I'm taking it. See, I want to fight over it. I'm, I'm going to take it. Facts. So if I would have known that, I probably would have been like, yo, I need like 10 grand. You, what you up? He was a kid, bro. He was a kid. Yeah, so I was yeah, a kid. Yeah. I was like 17. Hustling. So hustling, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know. That's a so, fact, man. And, and they clearly, they, yo, I, I hate that, yo, bro. You know when the older homies, when they know you got some shit, but yeah, they take yeah. advantage a little bit. Like, like that's what I feel like happened. <laughs> Camera's like, yo, this little nigga don't even know he got some yeah. shit. This yeah. little nigga don't even, don't know. even know. I'm a, yo, I'm a mm -mm, 3,500. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ain't never had shit, so you yeah, happy I never as had fuck. it. I was I was happy as fuck happy when I heard that. Fuck, I was like, "Word, all right, yeah, cool." And then um, so I got that check. I was like, "Yeah," and I Hell gave yeah. I gave I gave my mom the fifteen hundred back. I said, "Here, thank you." Real, real, real shit. And and I kept two thousand. That's what's crazy about it. The two thousand I asked for, I actually was able to get. Okay. And the fifteen that my mom paid. I actually was able, able to pay right, her back. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's, that's what's up. That's a dope and then, story. And then that. also, um, I put her name on, on ASCAP, so she was able to collect some of the royalties. Oh, Yo, nice. real shit. Yeah. Take care of your moms, B. Oh. Take care of your fucking mother, B. Big yeah. facts. But she got tired of dealing with it, so she gave it back to me. She's like, I just too much paperwork. <laughs> so I was like, all right, fine. I got you, man. Don't worry about it. Oh, man. That's a fact. That's, yo, that's a, that's a dope first record story yeah. i ain't gonna lie you you live and you learn you definitely live yeah and no learn. no yeah. i this is all a learning process altogether. everything was a learning process i'm not gonna lie because like i there's so much 
Go, from from going from like the bottom barrel street team to just working your way up to being like a producer from working for Def Jam but not officially working yeah, for Def okay, Jam, okay. then getting checks from Def Jam mm. is just a total different mm. thing. Like I was there when Kevin Lyles Facts. was like just as marketing and and Michael Kaiser was just over there at promotions mm-hmm. before. Now Michael Kaiser is a big CEO. Now Kevin Lyles is a big CEO. Oh, yeah, he worked for you. Um, YouTube. Kevin Lyles worked for three hundred. Three hundred. Yeah, 300. Michael Kaiser is over at Atlantic. Cause I know Leor was like he was doing three hundred, and now and he's YouTube music now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I, that's what I'm just saying. It's like yeah. just being around that and just is crazy, you know, and just hell yeah. L. A. Reed being in the room, yeah. knowing Reed, wow. knowing who you are and stuff. It was just like wow, like this is great, you know. Um. That's crazy, man. Being around these like big business people, mm-hmm. like you know, at such a young age, you know, was just... it overwhelming? Yeah, fact. No, because like I said, I did it so much. You know what it is? When I was on One Hundred Six in Park and I did Freestyle Friday, I got rid of those jitters. Bro, I was trying to look that up. I could have found it. Look, look for Schizo versus Jin. Yo, I, I need to hit, trying yo. to look that up. I was look hard. For, if you look for Schizo versus Jin, Jin, okay. it'll pop up. Oh, Jin, Jin. These are see, yo, you really a New York legends. Uh, yeah, I, I went, I went up against Jin, but they told me I was gonna lose before I went on stage. Oh, Oh, it was already I staged. Just because oh, he probably wow. already got signed already. Or yeah, and, like then, and then and then um, Rough Riders yeah, made Rough a Riders. deal with 106 and Park to like let Jin continue yeah, winning. Up, yeah, and exactly, and, and that's exactly out. what happened. That makes sense. And um, and that's what happened with that. So I was just like, oh, okay, really? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just say the most outlandish things. And then after that, I'm gonna. So you've been rapping too. You've yeah, been, you've yeah, been writing. Yeah. So you've been writing. What's, what's crazy is that Sky Zoo was also one of the battle rappers on that. And Sky Zoo, fact, I, he was. I remember and ironic, Sky Zoo. And so was Hellrell. And ironically, what happened is I put Sky Zoo on my album because I was just like, bro, like we gotta work on something because mm-hmm. we was in the same 106 in Park, mm-hmm. you know. So there we Hell go. Yeah. So I put him on on um, this album that I have uh, called The Audio. Which did really well, by the, the way. The audio. Yeah. I got to listen to that. Yo, That's a fact. Is, that the, is that the cover art with you with equipment and the, yes. like, the white t-shirt? Yeah. Yes. Is that that was like one of your first... Well, the, the cover art with me in front of the NPC. Yes. So one yes. little kid. Yes, that's the NPC that my mom bought. That's me. the first project mm. you came out with. No, no, no. no. First project I came out was called Sleep When You Die. Okay. Sleep When You Die. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that out? Is that is that yeah, out on streaming platforms? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. I got like fifteen albums out already. Gotcha. Because I was like, I saw the YouTube channel Rod Raspy, and then I'm seeing like other channels too on YouTube so I kind of got like confused but like which one's his official one yeah, yeah, one? yeah there's a bunch there's a I'm gonna keep it real with you it's crazy how I many saw, Rod Raspy yeah. video channels there are that's yeah. just like I saw vlogs I saw vlogs too the yeah there's vlogs. it's yeah. just all over like I I if anybody wants to help manage my my content please hit me up because there's just so many I just I can't deal with it but I'm <laughs> I'm grateful that it's so many though you know yeah. because um the the reason why I call myself Rod Raspy now is because Cam was come up to me. He was just like, yo, I did this interview and I mentioned you and these guys were mentioning other guys that were not you. And mm-hmm. I was just like, what? He was like, yeah, there's so many schizos out there. You're going to have to come up with another name. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, all right, cool. I'm Separate gonna, yourself. Yeah, I'm going to just use my last name, but shorten it, which is Rod. Mm-hmm. And then um, the raspy so that I could have the excuse of singing with a raspy voice. Mm-hmm. And that therefore I made Rod Got raspy. You. I looked Rod it up. Raspy. No one had it. I was like, yes. Got you. This is what I'm gonna do. That's hard. That's but hard. I I promise you that if I would have probably named myself that in the beginning, everything would have been well better. Because now it's kind of hard. Because here's this guy Schizo who's multi platinum producer on top of the fucking world, and like ah, mm-hmm. now I gotta be an artist. Okay, goodbye. Whoa. I gotta go right back down to the fucking beginning all over again and build up build Rod Raspy. So that's basically what I'm doing now. Hell and yeah. um. It's 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 a good journey. It's it's always good because now I know what to look out for because this is what I did as schizo, mm. and um I can divide each nor like it's crazy because then like <laughs> so I can like call a person and be like yo this is schizo I need you to um look out for my boy Rod Raspy and they'll think we're two different people and then I'll go meet him it's like yeah I spoke to your producer schizo man he's a he's a legend man tell him I said what's up mm-hmm. and I'm just like yeah okay I'll let him know and they <laughs> it's me yeah they it's have me, me nigga it's, it's me. me but it's okay um that's so that's great though cuz it, it gives me that opportunity to play on the schizo Hell role yeah so and like, cool. yo, you could like, and it's like just ways to reinvent yourself yeah. and stuff. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. come up with so many different characters. Like I have, like, I used to be on um, XM Radio 
Like as serious, a as yeah. with me and Duke the God, we used to have a show, Dipset Radio. Got you. That's and hard. We, That's fire. Yeah, man. we did it for a year, and my name was Aaron Hole on there. Then I would speak like this, and I would I would talk to all the whoever we had, and I would like insult them and just like call them all types of shit. Yeah, like, yeah, you'd be like, yeah, you know. So as being a C-list artist, what are you doing today? Like, you know, I would just like just yeah, go all of it. So, and and it just give me that excuse to just be different people and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's great. So I wanted to, we wanted to ask you like going into, you know, producing like. Are you, it sounds like, I, I feel like I probably know the answer to this, but I wanted to ask you, like, do you feel like, are you more of a sample-based producer, or do you like to make more of your production from scratch? Right. And what both. Is, both? Okay. Both. Okay. So what I, can't, I can't get rid of the samples, because samples you. samples are good, because it just has a different sound and different and vibration and feel. feel. But um, I also like money. So when I play them all out and I do my own original, I don't have to pay nobody. Facts. I don't have to pay no... no yeah. Other co-publishers and stuff like that. So I I like both. And and I've just like we're gonna get into um you know your album, but I just want to like I just want to shoot one little question. This is basically because that's how your kind of how your album sounded to me, like two sides to a story. Mm-hmm. It sounds more everything's original. Yeah, like it sounds more yeah. everything's original production. Like I didn't hear no type of sampling. Yeah, no. Really. Well, no, 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 there is. Um, would you rather is definitely sample. Okay. Um. What else? I gotta re-listen to that. I gotta um, the first "See You Soon" is is really is it? It's a replayed sample. See I re- you soon. I re- wow. I replayed everything on there. Yes. Okay. It's um, and what's funny is that I made that beat on my phone. Wow. Wow. So power um, technology, yo. So um, that's crazy. There's a there's a movie called Black Klansman. Yes, Black with Klansman, um, Denzel yes. Washington's son. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And um, yes. there's a part where they're dancing and it's like it's too late. To turn back now, mm-hmm. I believe I'll leave, I'll leave I'm falling in love. So um, damn, I forgot what that song was. What's the, what song is that? What's the name of that song? You know the name of the song? Cause that that's a real song. Too that's, late, too late to turn back. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a real ass so, song. I think I heard that. I'm listening. Times. I'm watching a movie and I see everyone dancing around. And I'm just like, yo, this is so hot. I need to sample this. Mm-hmm. So um, I found it and um, I sampled it into my phone. So it was just like this right here. Oh, that's the that's the real verse. So, so basically, it's I took this part right here. Right, okay, here it is. Mm. So that's all I took is that part, right? Mm-hmm. So I just added instruments and all that stuff like that. But I literally made this beat on my phone. So this is this is it right here. So. Crazy. You know what I actually like most too? I like when um people actually use like live instruments while they uh. Well, that's the thing about it. I had to use live instruments. I played the strings on it and, and mm-hmm. bass line and stuff I like that. Like that's just so. so that's hard. Serious. Yeah, that's so hard. I had to. I had to match I it. it. I love it because it's just like the fact it's a different sound than you know on the computer. So you you played the viol the you played the violin. Yeah, I played the violin in certain songs wow. and then also on the piano so some of the strings. The yes. that's the instrument we missed. That's the instrument. Yeah, yeah, well that that's just that's the hidden one. I'm not gonna say I'm a great violin player, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna learn that. I'm once I master it, it'll be down there on that. That's hard. But then I took it and then I reversed it, and that's the reverse of it. So when you add the drums. And that's, that's all hard. it is. So that's, that's it. Hard. So I, my bad. If you can finish, you can go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna ask, like, what's the toughest part about being a producer? Um, the toughest part about being a producer finding finding the right sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know a lot of producers hate when you just go through like eighty thousand snares. Like my my girl could vouch. Like I, when I be making beats, like how many I go through a lot of drum sounds. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. all that you you just hear. And you're just going through all these shit like what 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 sounds dynamically fine like you know and then you're doing that and then it's that's just basically it is just picking out like there are producers and there are beat makers you beat makers that go online and fucking find splices and loops and put them shits together like a fucking puzzle you guys do not deserve to be on the same fucking platform as a producer you're a beat maker call yourself a beat maker I cannot stand those people mm. when they say like yeah I'm a producer you're not a producer you just put loops together mm. and you say that you did it but you didn't do it 
because you didn't give credit to the person that created the loop. So that's what you got to give to. Mm. Just like if you're a sample producer, you're fine. If you just take a part of it and you just loop it and you add drums, all right, great, that's wonderful. But the ones that really get the credit is the ones that chop it up and, and fucking manipulate the sound and, and, mm -hmm. and do different type of things to not even make it sound like the original anymore. Now that I give you credit to, okay? There's chefs and there's people that just heat up Chef Boyardee, all right? I'm not going to lie. My man's was showing me how to make beats before. That's real it was shit. Kinda like, That's real it was, shit. It was though. challenging though. It was challenging because I was like using the, the what is it? The, I forgot the the software they use for it, but what Logic? Lo not Logic. Um, oh, let me software. guess. Fruity Loops. Maybe. Nah, nah. Or, or Ableton. I don't know, man. I can't remember, but I just know that it was difficult. A little what bit. Pro Tools? No, Pro Tools. Pro Tools. You you can. You can make beats on Pro Tools. You just got to be a real, real one. Because mm -hmm. I've made a beat on Pro Tools before. Jesus Christ, it's the hardest shit to mm. do in life. Oh, my God. But um, you, you can do it. But, um, yeah, producing is not easy and it's not hard. Like, mm -hmm. to be a real good producer and find your own sound, mm -hmm. that's the hard part. But then it's just mm -hmm. like just like people learning how to do backflips. Mm. You know, the more you practice, the more you get better at it, the more... You know, precision you get with it, and the more you get with your landing, it's just like learning anything. You know, right. facts. So, what do what is like? What advice can you give to people who want to break into the music game as a producer? Um, find your own sound. Be consistent. Don't be afraid to do something different. And um. It's cool to email people, but it's better to meet artists in person and build a relationship with them and be like, yo, this is my, my shit. Because at the end of the day, like, you are half of the record. So mm -hmm. your opinion counts. An artist likes to feed off of that. Sometimes, like, when I be getting beats from other um, producers, I want to be in a studio with them. Because I want to be like, yo, mm -hmm. what, what idea do you have for this? Because I, I want to go off of your idea. You know, I, I don't want to. I could come up with something, but I want to know, like, this is what you like. This is what you picture on this. Like, mm. you know, I, I needed to, to have that type of element where, where we're both building it together. Because, you know, it's, it's really soulless if you just send me a beat and you're like, yeah, just send it back when it's done. And I'm just like, what? Like, you ain't got no idea? You ain't got no concepts? Nothing yeah. like that? So, you know, just, just be a hands-on producer. You know, that's, that's the best thing to do. Because then when you just be that person that just sends beats off... You're not building a relationship with the artist. You're allowing the artist to find another producer that they do have a relationship with, and then they replace you. Because they'd be like, yo, this guy, I never met him. I get beats from him, but I like the way the beat sounds. You think you could do shit like this? And the producer that's hungry, that's right there, is going to replace you. Mm. Real shit. Straight up. Mm. So, you know, be, if you're going to be a producer, you got to be in the paint. You know, it's one thing to be in the studio making beats, and you think sending off is cool, but you got to be there. If you want to work with an artist, go to their shows. Have a, a thumb drive ready so that when you bump into them, like, yo, I fucks with your shit. I think I got a hit for you right in here. And give it to them because you never know. Like, like, look, perfect example. J. Cole was bored one day and typed J. Cole type beat and found a producer's I, I, beat. I, I read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And recorded it and then yeah. called the producer and said, yo, put this on your page. Here, here you go. Put it on your page. I mean, I'm still going to get, you know, my money off of it spin-wise. Yeah. But put it on your page. I'm going to you pop it off, too. That's real shit. So, like, you, you never know what might happen. But the thing is that he was being consistent with it. It's consistency. At that time, it's different because the artist reached out to the producer. But at the end of the day, it's still the producer was the top person in the search mm. because he was being consistent with it. So that's really what it is. Just be consistent. Be in people's faces. That's a fact. That's a definitely. That's yeah. that's good advice. That's really good I like advice. That. I appreciate that. So, like, um, do you feel like you've reached a mastery level in your production skills? No. no. All right. So, what do you think you can do to enhance and excel further in your craft? Um. Listen. <sighs> I swear life is a roller coaster. Speeding in and out of lanes, I can't get pulled over. I speak reality like when an addict gets sober. Knowledge infinite, so my quest is never over. 
Hopping in the outer range rovers Blowing my trees Yes indeed the type of situations I need I love the breach But I could never get with the greed The car into your red guts Like when pussy bleed How you expect like the growth